0: This is the morning brief from the Economic Times.
1: When the Prime Minister of India made his Independence Day speech from the Red Fort this August, there was one announcement that particularly got the attention of climate change activists and industrialists alike.
2: भारत आज जो भी कार्य कर रहा है उसमें सबसे बड़ा लक्ष्य है क्लाइमेट जंप देने वाला है। क्लाइमेट के क्षेत्र में कांटम जंप देने वाला है। वो है ग्रीन हाइड्रोजन का क्षेत्र। ग्रीन हाइड्रोजन के क्षेत्र के लक्ष्य प्राप्ति के लिए मैं आज इस तिरंगे की साक्षी में नेशनल हाइड्रोजन मिशन की घोषणा कर रहा हूँ। kal Kalame, Hame Bharatko, Green Hydrogen Production, our export global hub banana
1: Melting sea ice, rising sea levels, heat waves. Humanity is facing its biggest ever crisis as climate change is now a reality. There is now a 40% chance that average global temperatures will temporarily reach 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels in the next five years. Immediate action is needed. As the search for solutions gathers momentum, green hydrogen is being considered as one of the best bets yet. Hydrogen is hailed as the fuel of the future that can help the world end its dependence on fossil fuel and transition to net-zero emissions. But that's not all. As the Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced from the Red Ford on Independence Day, green hydrogen can also be India's answer to its long struggle to be energy independent. So what is this green hydrogen? Who is making it? Where does India stand right now? And is this a story of hope or hype? All this and more in this podcast. From the Economic Times, I'm Rachita Prasad, it's Friday, October 1st, and this is The Morning Brief.
0: To
3: hydrogen is probably the next big thing, and, and we're seeing more and more interest from companies, from governments, uh, and from different stakeholders all around the world. So the idea is really is to create and generate uh, energy from hydrogen. Generating hydrogen from hydrogen is, is not a new concept. Uh, we've been generating uh, quite a lot of energy from hydrogen for, for quite some time now. Uh, however, the idea about green hydrogen is to produce energy from hydrogen with the entire value chain, the entire supply chain is actually based on renewable energy, which is really clean end-to-end.
1: That was Haim Israel. Head of Global Thematic Investment Research at Bank of America Securities, joining us from Tel Aviv. Haim has been closely looking at this space and came out with a primer on green hydrogen last year, which was well received by the industry. He will share more perspective, but before that, let me give you a quick crash course on what green hydrogen is. Hydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe. It is present in almost all living things. But on Earth, pure or elemental hydrogen is very scarce. It almost always exists in compounds like with oxygen to form H2O or water. So how can this element be turned into a fuel that can help the planet? Let's revisit school chemistry. When electric current is passed through water, it splits into two elements oxygen and hydrogen. This is called electrolysis. And if the electricity used for this purpose comes from renewable sources like wind or solar, voila, we have green hydrogen. There are other colors too. The source of the electricity gives the name to the hydrogen. If coal is used, we get brown hydrogen, gray for natural gas, and blue if methane is used
3: when you are generating energy from hydrogen through water molecules, you have a couple of ways of doing that. Most of the way that are being used right now are using fossil fuel, which basically is to burn. Fossil fuel it's coal um, uh, natural gas or even oil. So when you do that, you are emitting CO2. So the process is not clean. Green hydrogen is to use electrolyzers, which are gonna be fueled by renewable energy. So when you do that, you actually uh, the entire supply chain from end to end is completely clean. And this is the only clean molecule we have out there. So uh, when you do that, you are not emitting anything. And this I think this is the hype around hydrogen.
4: Hydrogen can be used as an alternative to natural gas to power hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, fuel industry and be stored in existing gas pipelines to power appliances like cooktops and space heaters in our homes. It
1: can even transport and export renewable energy. But then one may question, why do we need hydrogen energy when we are already building renewable energy capacity? India has built a renewable energy capacity of 100 gigawatts and is on track to achieve an ambitious target of 450 gigawatts by 2030. Then why do we really need green hydrogen?
3: It does carry a couple of advantages over renewable energy. The first advantage is that this is the only clean molecule out there. There, When you are working with other sources of renewable energy through electrolyzers, you are not emitting anything. Well, today, when you're moving and working with renewable energy, at least in the short term, there is carbon footprint. The second advantage is scalability. On on hydrogen, the scalability is is by far bigger. Uh, You can get, uh, with one project, and probably 10 to even 15 times more than a renewable energy average project out there. So there's a massive scalability. The third element, which I think is the most important here, is that when you think about it, Renewable energy gives you only a partial solution for a decarbonization world. There are a lot of industries which you need very high energy intensity, steel, cement and so on, or other sources of energy which cannot be using renewable energy. You know you cannot use wind turbine to, to, no, to run your car or air, or, a, or airplane or, or ship and so on. You cannot use solar panels.
1: Renewable energy like wind and solar reduce carbon emission. But when combined with green hydrogen, it can achieve zero emission. Experts like Haim believe that this transition will be key to reach zero emission target globally. But it would not be simple. The existing fossil fuel infrastructure has been in place for decades, with trillions of dollars invested on them over years. Green hydrogen, on the other hand, is a new technology and it is still very expensive.
3: The economics behind hydrogen is, is extremely important, especially around green hydrogen, because green hydrogen today is very, very expensive to produce. In the other form of, of uh, hydrogen production, what we call blue or grey or brown hydrogen, which are based on fossil fuel, without going into too many technicalities, hydrogen usually is a, is a side uh, is a side effect or a side product. So the extraction of it is is much cheaper. While with green hydrogen, uh, you technically starting from scratch. Uh, So it's much more expensive. To give you the economics behind it, today, on the upper hand, uh, it's roughly $7 per kilogram to uh, to extract uh, and generate green hydrogen, while um, other form of hydrogen usually around three. And to give the benchmark of fossil fuel, we're talking about $1. So if you really think about on a broad scale, we're talking about seven times more expensive to produce energy with green hydrogen compared to fossil fuel, compared to what we're using right now. However, this number is plummeting and is going down dramatically. Um, the two things that you need for green hydrogen, you need electrolyzers and you need renewable energy. In both, we saw a 50% decline in prices in the last 10 years, and we're expecting at least another 40 to 45% decline uh, up until the end of the of the decade, so we believe That if you take into consideration that renewable energy, that electrolyzer price will go down roughly 50, renewable energy another 45 to 50% from here. Well, actually, if you increase scalability, this can go down even to 70%. We believe that we're going to get from $7 per kilogram to roughly with two and a half to three dollars per kilogram just on the decline on the improvement technology and the decline in electrolyzer prices or renewable energy prices.
1: Experts believe that the sector will need some handholding and support from the government in the form of subsidies, grants, and concessional financing.
3: Government will have to step in and start subsidizing. And if you add at least $1 of subsidies uh, on Green hydrogen, you're now getting to the era when it's give or take in par with fossil fuel.
1: So where does our Indian government stand on that? I spoke to ET's Urmi Goswami, who writes on environment, sustainable development, climate change and the science and politics of it. She has been tracking developments in green hydrogen space very closely.
4: The fact of the matter is that there have been a dedicated group of scientists within our government system who have been working on uh, hydrogen for a while now. And they have been sort of trying to say, this is what we could do, sort of lay out the bare bones. Now, what has happened is that the work these guys have done has, has met political will and uh, also the third part of the equation the viability so all of it has come together now we have uh, we keep hearing about this hydrogen national hydrogen policy which is announced in the sense that yes we'll have a policy but we don't know all the details of it uh, it is uh, currently being you know, sort of discussed you know it's in that place between the interministerial consultations and and cabinet so uh, we should see a final version of it uh, approved by cabinet hopefully pretty soon. So there is policy backup. But remember this, if you if you want a sense of what kind of policy backup we are looking at, remember that in the budget, of course, it's only an allocation of 25 crore. Now you could say 25 crore and, and that's nothing. But, you know, it's an indication uh, that you're putting some money that means I'm thinking about it. I'm not going to treat it as just as an empty shell.
1: To expedite the uptake of green hydrogen, the government plans to come up with a production-linked incentive or PLI scheme for investors in electrolyzer manufacturing.
4: I suspect this is what is going to happen. I mean, obviously, uh, things will become clearer with uh, with uh, once a policy is out there and unveiled. We know that there is going to be some sort of a purchase uh, agreement, an obligation, like you ha- used to have with uh, renewable energy, if you remember. But I I also suspect that there will be some fiscal uh, sort of incentive, because the idea is, if you remember very clearly, when the prime minister spoke of hydrogen, he was very clear to to focus on green hydrogen, right? So. Uh, that means what whatever uh, whatever money that's been sunk into grey or uh, blue companies should be able to recoup it or be allowed to undertake a depreciation uh, some some uh, sort of option for that so that they don't end up stuck with assets which they have invested in and maybe some sort of fiscal support for uh, you know investing in uh, you know green hydrogen options so I suspect there'll be some fiscal incentives, but I I expect that the incentives will be more in terms of helping them set up facilities.
1: The government is considering a green hydrogen purchase obligation for industries like refining, fertilizers, steel and city gas to boost demand. But it will be a tough rope to walk on as the industry has already indicated that they would not be comfortable with steep targets for this obligation. But the government's plan towards a national hydrogen mission has already caught the attention of the private sector with companies on the supply side like Reliance Industries, Adani Group and GreenCo. Reliance Industries head Mukesh Ambani announced an ambitious plan to invest Rs 75,000 crore on clean energy, which among other things will include setting up of gigafactories for electrolyzer production of green hydrogen and a fuel cell factory for converting hydrogen into power.
5: Efforts are on globally to make green hydrogen the most affordable fuel by bringing down its cost to initially under $2 per kilogram. Let me assure you all that India and Reliance will aggressively pursue this target and achieve it well before the turn of this decade. And India has always set and achieved even more audacious and impossible goals. And I am sure that India can set even more aggressive target of achieving $1 per kilogram within a decade. This will make India the first country globally to achieve $1 per kilogram of hydrogen in one decade. The one-one-one target for green hydrogen.
1: The timing seems right for India as many factors have come together. The country has already built a considerable renewable energy capacity that can fuel green hydrogen capacity. It can build scale on the supply side and it will have demand as well. Siemens Global CEO Dr. Roland Bush, who has been providing hydrogen solutions globally believes that the Indian companies entering green hydrogen space have the competency and the track record to deliver on these projects. But he has an advice for them.
0: So the whole, the whole value chain downstream has to be still developed. And there's a lot of work to do. Would you start waiting for a green hydrogen molecule to be there? Or would you take gas, reform it, and take a grey hydrogen and just try to get as much of it and and innovate innovate downstream, and that once you have that innovation, then you can just replace a green a grey molecule hydrogen with a green one. That would be my advice. So start with um, any kind of hydrogen you can get, and and, and again innovate uh, the the value chain, and then switch. So. Um, it depends. Some, some governments, they support also grey hydrogen and the whole economy behind it. Some others, they hesitate. They say, no, 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 I have to have it green. Um, this is a decision governments have to make. My advice is clear because it would definitely speed up innovation.
1: As the world chases zero emission targets, green hydrogen will get more traction across the world. Experts believe that industries that swap carbon with hydrogen will attract more investors. As India gears up to prepare its policy, it can look at the best practices in the world to push green hydrogen.
3: China is the biggest hydrogen market right now. 20% of all uh, of the world coal base is built in hydrogen. So they have an incentive to move there. Um, also, they are targeting at least 1 million fuel cell vehicle by 2030. Uh, this is up from give or take 5,000 today. So very, very ambitious targets. And the bottom line, that they believe that by 2040, they 10% of all their energy needs uh, are going to come from hydrogen. So, so they are by far the biggest. Europe, another uh, the, as, as a country, the EU is very focused on hydrogen. We see a lot of regulation coming on that, trying to promote hydrogen. Uh, the Green Deal itself is have allocated close to half. A trillion euros to hydrogen funds. Um, a lot of alliances with different industries, especially on the automotive market. So they are quite big in that as well. Um, Japan and South Korea are betting on fuel cell technologies. Uh, South Korea at least is aiming 6 million fuel cell vehicles to produce by 2040. Japan is, is aiming to complete hydrogen uh, society by 2050. Australia is actually a fascinating country on that aspect because renewable energy scalability and prices in Australia are um, by far lower than the world.
4: Prime Minister's intention is to make India a hydrogen, green hydrogen hub. Uh, so therefore, uh, I suppose it would make sense to go that little extra mile to cajole, persuade, incentivize companies to actually move.
1: The green hydrogen revolution could be the biggest game changer for the world struggling with soaring energy demand on one hand and the challenge to curb carbon emission on the other. It will be an uphill task, but experts feel that stars are finally aligning with economics, technology and environmental aspects coming together to boost green hydrogen. As for India, all eyes will be on the government to see if they can actually take steps that will turn their ambition to be among the leaders in the green hydrogen space into a reality i'm rachita prasad and you've been listening to the morning brief this episode was edited and coordinated by nehal chaliyawala the episode was produced by swati joshi and the sound editing was by varun kapahi i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode we look forward to your feedback Please write to us on the Morning Brief at timesgroup.com. And if you like this episode, please share it on social media. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Credits for all external clips used in this episode are mentioned in the description.